everybody, welcome back to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me is Corey, the Grounded Gamer. He's over there, he's in for Andy one more time, because Andy is still away doing vacation things in the mountains. How are you, Corey? Doing good. Yeah? Still, yeah, just like I said before in the pre-show, if you guys didn't catch that, which you can find out more, you know, yes. join the Patreon, see the pre-show, you find out my backstory. Yes. If you weren't there, you didn't figure it out. You get to learn the origins of the name The Grounded Gamer. Yeah. And you get the- spoiler oh. alert, spoiler alert, he was a naughty child. <laughs> he was a naughty child. So, just a spoiler there. I mean, nowadays, it's just the average child, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess just so. that, you know, my kids, my parents actually disciplined me at that age <laughs> instead of just letting me continue running amok. But uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. All right, folks, for those of you who don't know and you don't have a clue, this is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the Internet's number one gaming news podcast starring people you've never heard of. Probably the show posts each and every week for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, podbean.com, and later as a video on demand on youtube.com slash dualscreenstv. Why do I say later as a video on demand? Because you could be watching this right now, live. All you have to do is hit the follow button on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash streams. And if you want to support us on that Patreon, as Corey mentioned, you go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support, so we do appreciate you from the very bottoms of all of our collective hearts. And ladies and gentlemen, we do have a very important announcement to make. Very important announcement. There is officially not just a third, but a fourth core member of the Dual Screens family. You know Andy. You know me. We are welcoming back Taylor Allen, a.k.a. It's Perger, as a full-time content creator for us. And now we are officially welcoming the Grounded Gamer, Corey, to the core content team. So, round of applause to our friends who have uh, been contributing to us uh, in the shadows, or not in the shadows, out very out in the open. But, official core members of the Dual Screens team, uh, and we cannot be more excited and more proud. Um, so, Let's just get right into it, because you're the only one that's been playing anything different. I really only played more New World. Um, <laughs> that's like, I think, in all honesty, that's like literally like I'm like, OK, I, I like <laughs> sat there today, too. I'm like, OK, we've got to record tomorrow or we got to record tonight. And I'm like, what have I played? What have I played? I'm like, crap. It's the same thing. It's still just more New World and Far Cry 6. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to play something else. So I brought my switch out with me today. I was at an appointment. And uh, yeah, I played some Super Mario Galaxy, which Woo-hoo! for me, for me, I never played it on the Wii. Um, it, at that point in time, my Wii kind of got put in a closet. 
I never played anything on it past when the Galaxy and stuff came out. That was when the PS3 was starting to get really good. Yeah. So I never got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now playing it, I've only gotten one world and a half in. But I mean, it it's it's a lot of fun. I do see why people see Galaxy as kind of the yeah. one of the more superior titles in the game is because it still is the classic Mario, like 64 and stuff, but it adds um, enough new content and new ways to play and new information and new characters that you feel interested about right away that it makes it feel like a completely different game. Whereas with certain games like Mario Sunshine, it's good, but it's so far away from the classic Mario that a lot of people have issues with it, right? Yeah, I... I think that the the cool thing, and, the, and I haven't played Cal- Galaxy in since the Wii days. So yeah, um, you know my my but my memories of it are that it took the classic Mario formula of these short little bite sized levels and really turned it on its head, making these spherical little playgrounds for you to play in, and they were still. They still had their secrets in them. They still had their cool mechanics. You still had your classic jump, stomp, type stuff. Your your spin attack and like all that stuff. Um, the only thing that I I couldn't really get used to was the perspective of it because it would be very difficult for me unless I was really close to the TV to line up jumps correctly. Just for whatever reason, my depth perception in the oh, yeah, spherical no. world. I've is had the same. I've had really the same bad. problems where sometimes I'll like try to run in a certain direction and then I I, I screw up and I start yeah. spinning around in circles because it keeps on changing the world. And I'm like, yeah. and then I have to look at my hand to then <laughs> be like, okay, hold on, go up. Um, but the nice thing is I am playing the 35th anniversary edition, okay, which so, is nice yeah. because they did update it so that a lot of the controls are button based or tapping on the screen, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice yeah. over. I remember the old one, you had to like point at your screen sometimes at the same time as doing something yeah, else. You could like point so, and drag, I think. Yeah. 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 And so this way there, it seems a little bit more easier to do. But I mean, so far, I like I do like the idea of it being more of these little tiny worlds instead of being these giant, massive worlds, because I think that's the big problem is like Mario 64 is always seen as one of the better versions of Mario. But for me, some of those like some worlds are great and super good in Mario 64. But then some of them I found were just too big and too many things or like the the stupid submarine level or whatever it's called or mm. yeah like that's like they're just levels that when you make them so big it's just hard whereas with galaxy because it makes it so small it makes it seem and i thought it would be less challenging because of that i'm like oh yeah cool it's you know a small little world this is no, easy they but then they you. make they yeah. ma- they make it they they add enough stuff in the small world to make it seem like it's a challenge like it would yeah. be a big experience of doing the same thing on a big world yeah they so. um you know that that's one of the 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 amazing things about super mario odyssey is that you still have that open area like you, the 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 planets you're going to or the, the areas you're going to are, are large, but they're all yeah. separated into smaller chunks. Like you can yeah, go exactly. and complete a little chunk and then you could go to this other chunk, you know, run over there and like complete the, everything has these like, it's almost just, it's almost like the Mario three overworld. Like the planet is the overworld. And, yeah. and then you just kind of run around and do these little bite-sized things and, and you know, it's all different biomes and stuff like that. And, and then, and there's just like hidden shit everywhere, which I absolutely loved. Um, I just, I, I have a very, it is no longer a love hate relationship. I have fully crossed into hate 
with Mario Odyssey, so like I can't go back to it. I'm at a point where I just can't do this one thing that I was I, up I to. beat it. Yeah, I beat it and like that's the big thing. Um like I've always said before, the the when I find a game that I really love and enjoy, that's when I 100% it or I do majority of a game. Well, it, that's what it is. It's the game's yeah. beaten already. It's this one yeah. challenge room thingy. Yeah. It's it's awful. But I don't want I don't want to spend too much time on on because yeah. now we're talking about not, nothing that's even current. But you did play no. something that is currently, I believe, in early access. Yes. So I played also last week. I talked about the Cycle Frontier, um, a new game that's coming out. It's kind of a cross between the Hunt as well as um, Tarkov for those people that like to abuse themselves while playing video games and play Tarkov. <coughs> Perjure. I am. <coughs> yeah. I am personally a person that. I can't do Tarkov style games usually because the thing I hate the most about them is the idea of like my buddy's like, yeah, I'm like 800 and something hours into Tarkov. And I'm like, I don't see how you can put 70 to 80 hours into a season to then get up to a point where they just reset it just to make it so it's even again. And I just don't like that grindy competitiveness. Whereas with the cycle, the nice thing I like about it is it's a bigger world than most maps in Tarkov. It's also a persistent world. So everyone's dropping into the same world. So there's always going to be 12 people in it, but you're just constantly dropping in, which is always nice. And um, it could be squads of three. So when you think about it, 12 people at squads of three, you're only fighting four other teams. A lot of the time it's more scavenging kind of stuff than it is having to kill other people. And because there's like the alien life and things like that, um, the mission, there's different factions to do stuff for. And it's just, you're a lot of the time, like in my time playing, I've done two or three, like five or six, or I've done the training drop, but I've done five or six total drops. And out of those five or six times, we've engaged maybe one or two teams. And a lot of the time it was, okay, I found what I need to do. I picked up my stuff, but there's so many neat little things about the world. And it's kind of a uh, baby's Tarkov, which I like. I like the idea that it's easier and it's more enjoyable and it is open beta or closed beta, but a lot of people I know are just getting invites if you just ask for it. So that's cool. Um, and the developers, the same people that made spec ops the line. So I don't know if we're going to see a story side of it, but from what I've seen so far, well, they put a lot of effort into it and they're already got features that Tarkov was looking at doing and they've already done it with the team they have. So I recommend highly for anyone that wants to try it. It's definitely a good game and test it out. That's awesome, man. But you probably won't because you probably won't get a story from there because they're actually uh, they're writing or wrote something else here. Uh, and I and I lost the play. Oh, right. They currently are writing the Wolverine game for Sony. Oh, OK. That's cool. How about that? How about that? Yes, so the, uh, the, the side story, project then the story. Well, it's the story lead from Spec Ops the line. I don't think they yeah. they still like they may not All work there. together anymore. Well, I mean, yes. it's a big team. I was quite surprised. I looked it up. I didn't realize that team was close to 150 people. So that just means it's going to be dark and horrendous and like, oh, just, man, I can't wait to be so. Oh, like, man, I can't wait. I'm going to be blown the, away. The, um, speaking of blown away, have you seen uh, in our end, indie news report? Um, yep. There's this cool cool game called soldiers uh and i'm going to drop a link in the chat if people want to follow along with us this game looks really really dope um, oh, did you link me on the the, the notes it's in it's in the doc yeah. yep oh, it's okay. in the doc i invited you it should be in your email 
but it's a, uh, it's like an action, uh, action platformer, um, really beautiful sprite art here, different classes, uh, class based. You got your archer, um, couple of other classes here. You got your caster, your magic wielder, you know, classic stuff like that. Uh, huge map to explore little Metroidvania like, um, and it's going to be coming out in the spring. Um, so just to give a, I'll just give the little thing here. Uh, while out fighting for the glory of your kingdom, you and your fellow soldiers are whisked away to Terra Gaia. Um, that's very derivative, sir. Terra and Gaia. Come on. A mystical land on the fringes of the afterlife. Um, so it's melee combat, which I love about that. Uh, interconnected world, discover a sprawling handcrafted landscape with treasures, tough as nails, bosses, and secret pathways. 16-bit, uh, got puzzles in there. I mean, it looks dope. Looks really, really good. Um, and it's definitely on my radar, and it shall be wishlisted. Yes, indeed. Well, that's the Indie News Report, so keep that one in your back pocket. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into the Dual Screens Report. This is where we're going to cherry-pick some of our favorite news stories of the week, and we're going to throw them your way. I only have four. So, Corey, if we don't cover something you want to co to cover uh, by the time we get through these four, please feel free to to uh, bring them to the table. But Will do. Pokemon Go developer Niantic has Pikmin coming. Pikmin Bloom. <laughs> Augmented reality app from Nintendo and Pokemon Go creator Niantic is coming to mobile devices starting Tuesday, which is shockingly. That's quick. That's for them just talking te about technically it today. Uh, the new app will be released in Australia and Singapore first. So they're going to have their little test market, you know, in Aussie, Aussie, Ziggy, Zuggy, Ziggy, Zuggy, Oi, 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 um, and Singapore. So that's dope. Uh, let's see. I want, I mean, this is, man, it's, it's, they use me's. Corey. your character is a i know i i just looked at it i was like are we playing the wii is this like uh is this gonna be on my switch and not available for mobile devices and we're just gonna walk around with our switches that you, have no data you could walk around with your pikmin could leave a trail of blooming flowers and give your pikmin a chance to collect items there are no new pikmin in this game no new ones they will just collect outfits that they can wear so you can dress them up um Okay. Sure. That's a thing that's happening, Corey. Yep. And I mean, good old, good old. I mean, Pikmin was like, it's it's weird that it's Pikmin of all dog games. Like, is it though? Yeah, I mean, I guess in the sense of it's. I mean, they've got to do something with that franchise. Maybe this is them like getting this some more hype for Pikmin so that they can make another game. I guess. That's usually what you see happen with this stuff. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I think I thought, they just want money. Yeah, true. And well, this is also easier way of doing it because if they had to do any other ones, like see what what would be a cool one would be a Metroid AR game where you would actually hold up your camera and have your blaster and like battle all the stuff. Like that would be cool and be your own bounty hunter. Like don't don't like don't oh there, there's a me. bounty at the starbucks and everybody yeah. just shows up with their phone and they're like pew 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 pew, pew yeah pew, pew, pretty shooting much the guy like pew 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 that would be dope man let's get Nintendo. That, that would be. hello hello wait hello miyamoto yes hi uh it's dual screens dual screens pod du crossplay technically but yeah dual screens podcasts yes sir uh we have an idea for you get neantic on the phone pronto thank you goodbye uh he set up the, he's gonna set up the meeting 
we, nice. we, we got this one in the bag. Uh, speaking get, of we'll, in the bag. We get 0% royalties, but that's okay. We, <laughs> we, we know we came up with it, though. It's the thought that counts. It is. It is. It's documented now forever. Speaking yep. of bags, bags and bags of money have been brought in by Kana and the Bridge of Spirits. Corey, you want to take this one? You want to, It's just, a, it's just mean, a tweet. Yeah, I saw this. Where basically they've already made their money back of developing it from their initial sales. And I mean, the other thing too is, I mean, everyone's happy, including Sony. It's This is good that we're seeing game companies that are coming out with their brand new studio coming out with a game for the first time and seeing this type of support. Um, I mean, this game looked really good right from the very beginning. I, I didn't doubt that this game was ever going to make its money back um i've never like it's not it the, sometimes when you see games like these newer games especially um in the last couple of years you, you see a couple trailers and you're like oh yeah it's good it's good it's good and then there's something they show you and you're like i don't know and i none of us ever had to worry and the idea that this is uh a, you know a character that we've never seen before it's not a franchise that we know and it's nice to see from that developers we don't know yeah it's nice to see that something new is able to just come out and just do well because you know this just proves yep. the point of that if you make a good game it's it's what people people will buy it like um you know a lot of people lately have been talking about well no it's based on where it releases and if it's hidden and if it's wherever and it it is to an extent but at the same time when you see a game like this where Sony really didn't push this that much before release, which I was quite surprised about. And this game has just kept on growing and growing and growing and growing. And yeah, now you I can mean, see Sony really pushing it now. They they so. did get the they did get prime placement in their state of plays a couple yes. of times. So like it's not like Sony ignored it or just kind no, of let no. it go. But it it was it, it was a pre it was a um premium product that was budget priced. Um, oh, exactly. So, like, that really helped it a lot because it came out along, alongside a, bu- a few other games at the time that were, you know, 60 bucks or whatever or huge time investments. And this game is one of those games that you could get in. You could spend your 40 bucks, get in, beat it in, you know, maybe a week and then, you know, put it put it down. And it's it's such a it's a beautiful story. It reminds me of why I fell in love with Sony first party games, um, because when I played Sony first party games, starting in like maybe 2011 2010 maybe so like around the uncharted days yeah where i realized oh you could just make a 20 hour game 15 to 20 hour game that is a a really fun story yeah with fun little gameplay that looks gorgeous and i'm happy i'm totally happy with that i don't need these sprawling crazy 100 hour games anymore like it's just not for me and i think kana hit that sweet spot for me yeah and i have yet to play this and i mean that's the big thing i think it's nice we we kind of it was really weird um in the last couple generations where we went from the beginning of the ps3 area and 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 the end of the ps2 area to where companies were just releasing these bite-sized stories that like Mm -hmm. like your ratchet and clanks that were like you know 20 30 hour stories took you a while to beat but once you beat it you're like okay it's done it's going on the shelf 
right? You 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 didn't need to continue playing it. Same with the original Uncharted. And then weirdly through the middle of the PS3 to end of PS3 life cycle, we hit all these games where everything had to have multiplayer. Everything had to have an expansion of some type. Every t- Everything had to have some weird thing added onto it. Like Mass Effect 3 had to have this, like they just had to have these weird modes added to them that, that took time because they're like, well, we need to add something else to this 40-hour RPG or whatever it was. And I'm glad that uh, PlayStation's really come back, especially with the PS5 this year, and kind of gone like, we've got Returnal, we've got Kena, we've got Ratchet & Clank. Like They're like, here's these single-player titles. Some of them are super long, some of them are super short, but it's uh, beat it and kind of put it away. And it's nice that a lot of companies are still seeing that that's a market because I was really worried for a bit there that everyone was going to try to make these multiplayer based games and everything else like that. And now we're seeing that people still want single player content, no matter what way you look at it. Beat it and put it away. You said it, not me. <laughs> Speaking of beating it and putting it what putting it away, Returnal has finally released its 2.0 patch which adds the much needed at least for me because i'm a bad gamer i'm bad at video games (laughs) (laughs) a suspend cycle option ladies and gentlemen it has finally finally happened you can now in the middle of a run say you know what i'm tired and i but but if i shut this game off i lose everything i did i like my weapons i like them a lot I'm going to suspend my game now and then your game goes away and then you have to start over. But now you, you don't have to. Now you could be like, chill, and you could suspend your cycle. You could pause it, let you exit the game and turn off your console without losing your progress Holy in that session. Cow. Goodness gracious, we have done it. Uh, players can't use the suspend feature during boss battles, during cinematics, during any first-person sequences. So like when you're walking through like the the creepy house excuse me the suspend point will be deleted once players log back into the game okay so it's not like a save state you know it's not like where you can just like oh no i want to go back no no no. it's going to delete it so it's good for when you just don't want to play anymore for that night but you don't want to give up your entire run you have some you could be like all right i'll save it here so that's good. well. That remind, yeah, that reminds me a lot of like when we had the 3DS because the 3DS was a handheld console, right? And that was the one thing that the 3DS kind of popularized was with RP, especially big RPGs, that there was a suspend cycle or a suspend mode, so that if you were not close to a save point, you weren't going to make it. You could put it on, and then it would just save it at that point where next time you log in, it just goes in, loads your suspend point, cuts it out. And it's nice that with this game, especially because I know. Like there are people that have speed run this game and got it done it super fast, but a, a lot of people are finding well, if you really want to just beat it, beat it, you just take your time and and walk through and explore everything and go through all the caves. And if I mean, if you do that, that's like a that could be a you know seven to nine hour run. So <laughs> yeah. to have to sit there and not be able to get out of that is crazy and i'm glad they they brought that feature and a photo mode i think is is fantastic for this game i think photo modes i i I know some people find it as a a weird thing to add to any game but i think in games like this with action where you can like have that split section picture to like be like 
look how closely I dodged this and stuff like that. I think it's great. I, I can't wait for. Listen, I, I just want a chance. I want a chance to beat the damn video game. That's all I want to do. I want to get through this third fucking biome. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be able to do it. Maybe. Probably maybe. not. It's almost, there's almost no shot I will. Um, speaking of no shot, this Nintendo 64 <laughs> online. Should, should this be the hype zone? <laughs> good God almighty, could they have done worse? I don't, I don't think so. Corey, uh, I don't think they could have possibly had, have done worse. I, I didn't test it yet because, uh, you know, I've been doing other things. But from what I've been hearing, it's like terrible absolutely terrible let's uh let's just go over some of the bullet points of things that are happening okay now remember this is a much tested much awaited legacy emulation on a pretty powerful piece of handheld equipment okay here are the issues facing it input lag ranging from slightly noticeable to i can't play mario 64 or mario 64 mario kart 64 like this bizarre button layout it reverses the A and the B button. Okay. That's number one. And then to use the C buttons, which are your face buttons on your switch, you have to hold, I believe it's R or what is it? Yeah. Uh, ZR. But left and up are always on there. So left C and up C are always on your face buttons. And then there's B and A, which are really A and B. Did they not make it so it's the analog? Like, why wouldn't they not make it the analog? They like, sure why, didn't. why? Well, they did. Because... Well, they did. But when you use them as buttons, a lot of games you use the C buttons as buttons. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, like, I know when you look at, like, say, for example, Super Smash Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they converted over from the, like, when you look at the GameCube controller, the, the right stick was your C buttons. Right, but, right. Yes, but it was also, it had those little notches too. Yeah, so like can, I guess this doesn't have it. Where I that's, think that's, this is oh my God. more for like when you're crouching mm, yeah, yeah, or yeah. strafing. You could only strafe left unless you hold R and then you can stra- strafe right. It's just a little dumb, but hope. So it says, listen to this. If you press ZR and the right analog in. Yeah. You applaud. The game applauds you. Let's go back to uh, the stuff. Frame rate issues and more input lag hindering games like Yoshi's Island and Star Fox 64. So there you go. You got frame rates. Frame rates on a Nintendo 64 game. Let's let that sit. Sound delay. In addition to input lag, most reports of this happening are related to Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64. Texture issues in Mario Kart 64. I also saw that they did not do any of the ocarina of time like fog textures that well are that's on... what i was seeing i was seeing that a lot of people yeah. are having fog issues where like it is, it's not there it's just so not it's there. just it just no. looks really weird because the fog is what kind of like fog in especially early games is what hides the ugly ass textures the, the ugly ass <laughs> textures of the game yeah and then when you remove the fog, it's just like you're in a floating land piece of land or something like that. And it just looks really weird. And the idea that they didn't put that in, like, I don't understand why they couldn't just build a custom emulator for this that just ran the original game 
of this stuff. I know they have to do save states and everything else, but the idea that like it seems to me like these versions of the game are possibly not actually the original versions. Oh, like no, what no, you no. Get from it, 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 no, no, no. It's it's this is the problem here, Corey. There are is emulators the actual... that do this better. That's what I'm saying, though. Like I, I play like for those who watched me uh, when I was doing a competition later this year about who can beat more games. I was emulating 64 games all the time and and stuff like that. And I never had any of these issues. And I was playing with a PS4 controller. So yeah, like to me and, and I was doing it with my right stick being my thing and you could control like where it with the dead zone was and stuff like that. And it, it's just really weird to me that this doesn't seem to um be fixing that because it it i don't know it just it's really weird to me that that this is emulated and i would not it's just be having shocked these Corey. i would not be shocked if they were like man they really want this n64 emulator what are we gonna do we we don't want to do this you know what just announce it and we'll figure it out and then they announced it and they're like well now I, we have to fucking do it all right i well, wanted Clock's yeah, ticking. it's it's the problem that we've been having this entire year where it seems that every time someone comes out with something, it's like they announce it when they thought about it. <laughs> they release it to everybody like the next week and they go, OK, let's let everybody just test the shit out of this, find all the problems and whatever. And then we'll fix it later. It's like like we had battle Battlefield 2042 have the same issues where the the beta felt like an alpha yeah like it 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 the, the the frostbite engine of destroying things wasn't there like it was just bad like I, i've never seen a battlefield game play like the the things that make a battlefield game just weren't there yeah. and there were certain things that were in other battlefields that weren't in this one which was really silly and it was like okay why is this why are we only seeing four different specialists why are we only seeing one map um and now with this mario like mario kart 64 same issue cyberpunk same issue like there's all these games that we're getting um especially this last year we have noticed it like a lot like even diablo 2 you have a remastered yeah, version yeah. of diablo 2 and it's an original game and you're just putting a basically a texture pack on it which people have modded on before like that's the thing it's been modded on before it's a game that has been modded by people to have texture packs on pc that almost looked exactly like it and then it's like yes you did it a little bit better but for some odd reason you doing that has now caused the entire game to break and <laughs> i don't understand how we're getting to this point where it's like okay you guys test it all and it and it's and then it just crashes and it's like server problems and it's just like oh day one server problems with certain games or like uh what was the other one like like death loops ai were not the smartest people and like like certain games don't have that many issues but it seems really weird that we're seeing so many day one here you go let everyone test it and then it seems like we're just the test bunnies now and then they're like oh we're sorry guess what because you tested it out because it's bad here we're gonna give you two extra games on the 64 that we didn't know about, or we're gonna lower the price of this. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it in my mind that they give everyone a 30 day trial because of this. And they're gonna let them, they're gonna be like, oh, you can sign up for a 30 day trial or something like that. My favorite and issue that they had was there were two games that give you the prompt that you don't have the uh, controller pack <laughs> on, like the little memory pack thing. Why? 
is like, but, hey, you can't save the game because there's no memory pack. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You couldn't, that's ju- a ba- you couldn't get that's rid a of basic that? Thing, that's a basic thing in 90% of emulators. There are music issues where the the sound speeds up or gets gargled. Which, so that that means that, which that means that there's there's frame rate issues or there's um like it's it's the the, the switch is overplaying or underplaying this the, the console and doesn't know how to properly run it which i mean these this is the these are the guys that made the game and it's it's so weird that they can release in mario 64 on the 35th anniversary edition <laughs> make it run fantastically and play okay and do well and then they bring out this and it's like, yeah, no, that that version of Mario played on like this. Maybe this is their way of trying to sell the 35th anniversary edition. We're like, oh, this doesn't work. Wait, Remember, but we can't can buy that anymore, buy, can we? Could, well, you can. It's still in stores everywhere. Like, I don't know. Well, that's going to do it for the dual screens report unless you have. I think I think we want. Do. I think we should add one more thing. OK, what do you got? I, I don't know if you know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is Wednesday. Yes. The and 27th. it's also a PlayStation stay to play third party. Oh right, yes, 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 yes. We are to play yes. which which I don't know if we're doing that live. I don't know, Steve, are you doing that live? I will I not doing that be live? home yet. Okay, well maybe we'll wait. You can do absolutely it. do it live. I'll, you could log in yeah, and do the thing. I haven't decided if I'm going to wait and do it and then that way we can have more people and then I can like, you know, wait for Kathy to see it cuz she wants to see it as well. So I might do it later on in the night, but we I'm definitely going to be doing it on the stream. So for those listening live tomorrow attend here at some point i will put it in the patreon uh the the discord chat to our patreon viewers so that everyone can watch it or just you know follow the channel and then that way there you can see when i go live um but what are what are you expecting to see at this because this is this is what i'm thinking like i want to hear what you think first because remember this is a third party show mm-hmm. we, we know it's only third party so what are you expecting to see out of this state of play tomorrow it's only thir- 20 30 minutes 20 minutes i think it was 20, 20 minutes it's yeah. it's like super short but like what do you expect to see out of this um i honestly have no idea i think i'm losing track of what's third and what's and what's first party anyway but i think you're gonna get a call of duty thing yeah um you will probably get a Fortnite thing i hope to god not but okay you're uh they'll show the the new apex season that came out today Okay, yeah. They'll show something about that and maybe some like PlayStation skins for PS Plus people. Um, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think we'll probably get one, well we'll get a, a we'll get a few smaller games that are going to be announced probably. Um, but I think there'll be one larger sized third-party game. I don't know from whom. I don't I just don't I don't know. Um, Marvel's Avengers update probably we'll get a, you know some information on that on the uh Spider-Man uh DLC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's one, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's kind of it. Like I I can't see them do going to I don't know like they obviously have something they want to show or they just always yeah. develop the the third party so, developers. So the things I'm thinking and this is what I'm thinking, I think now this might have changed because of what CD Projekt Red said, but I think we might see clips or something of the Witcher Three PS5 version, as well mm. as the Cyberpunk 2077 PS5 Ooh, version. Oh, you are coming. asking for a lot, friend. 
I, I'm well. Let's say okay. Let's let's say hopefully the, the Witcher three. Maybe I mean that 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 game was at least working before this <laughs> forward. Um, I do think we're going to. This is the show that we are going to see Final Fantasy sixteen. Because I hope so. We didn't see it. Tokyo Game Show, which was the one that I was surprised we didn't see anything, considering what they did show. We didn't see it at the last state of play i mean this is a third party lineup so i think that's where we could see because this is this is the time i think that this this is the i think this conference that we're seeing now this 20 minute state of play is going to tell people why they need to buy a console this holiday season leading into now to the beginning of next year which that's like i say um that that is the one thing. Um, we, I mean, Godfall. I think has DLC coming out. So we might Godfall see that. needs, like, but that I, needs. I work. wish that game was good. <laughs> yeah, I really I do because it it had potential to be a really fun, like, because it has fun melee combat. But I I feel bad. But what I did. Yeah, but yeah, I think that yeah, Final Fantasy. I think is going to be a big push. Or um, what's the other one that Square Enix is coming out? I mean, we, I think we've already seen too much of that, so I don't think that's going to be it. But like you said yourself, I think we're going to see a release date for Spider Man DLC because it, just because it's a third party doesn't mean it can't be exclusive, right? And I think right. that's the route they're going to go. Or is that, this that is... um the the Gary Witta and and uh, what's her name uh, Amy Hennig written game uh, with the the girl that this with the powers yeah is that, that a third that party? one yeah that's because that's square enix as well right that's the but one once again we've seen we saw a lot of that we did we did but i think the we're still Tokyo game show and everything else we might see something else yeah i think we are and and, and the other thing because once again For uh this yeah this might yeah. be if we don't see 16 this might be show us a quick update on final fantasy 7 remake part 2 so I think I I really think that this conference is going to be these are or this is going to be a conference where they just go here's all these PS4 third party games that are making PS5 versions because this is only a 20 minute conference so I I, I want to see remake part two I want to see Final Fantasy 16 but part of me also says if this is 20 minutes I don't want to have it like most of the Tokyo Game Show stuff was where it's like here's a 30 minute conference. We're going to talk about one game and then show you five others for 30 seconds. Yeah. I I want to see more stuff because this conference needs to be the push for Sony to go. Here's coming into next year. Here's what to expect from our third party. You already know what's coming first party. We've already got the lineup and this is them going, here's release date, release date, release date, release date. And I think that's the, what I hope to see. We will see. We shall see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Facebook question of the week because we do have one. What is the best random game rental you've ever made? Rental. Yeah. So you went to the video store. So, so you're saying that we have this, this is all to our like all, all, all our older members. It's uh, some older members or, you know, maybe maybe it was a game trial or maybe it was just a game that you saw on your friend's shelf. and You're like, can I borrow that? I want to try that. Yeah. Or whatever. Because I will start with mine. Okay. I go into Blockbuster. Yep. It's like 2000, maybe 1999, somewhere around there. Don't remember for sure. Probably 99. Walking around the Blockbuster and I'm like, I just, I have a brand new Nintendo 64. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got one. I got my, my WCW Revenge. All right. I got my Tony Hawk. 
I got a couple other games. I think I had uh, the hell did I have on that? I had Zelda. I yeah. digress. And I see this game that's got these four characters on it, and I'm like, that game looks pretty cool. And it was called Gauntlet Legends. And let me tell oh, you, Gauntlet Legends game. took over my life that summer. Took oh, over. Dude, Actually, Gauntlet was Legends it summer? Is, yeah, it was summer. Gauntlet. I'm surprised that's the one series we haven't seen come back out again. We did. They well, made I, just I, we, Gauntlet we on did, PS4, but that that wasn't that. Let's let's be honest. Gauntlet Legends and um, Dark, Dark Legacy. Legacy. Yeah were amazing and gauntlet never even got close to living up to that no it's true like remake me gauntlet legends like nintendo you want to hear what to do like if gauntlet <laughs> legends isn't in your nintendo 64 list of games to like put on the online you you you're not you, listening yeah you you you're you fucked up um becca says i've never rented a game and that was when i wanted to unlife myself <laughs> that was when I realized how old I was. Uh, Joe says zombies ate my neighbors. <laughs> that's a great rental. <laughs> if that if you rented that and that's how you got introduced uh, to that, that's a great rental. Oh man, Joe has been the 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 zombie ate my neighbors and the whole thing of it never coming to PlayStation yet is just been I bug him game. all the time. It's a great game. So what else? Who else do we have, Steve? Uh, we have anybody a lot. else. Yeah, there's a oh, okay. lot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, well, 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 you're like pulling them up. I'm going to explain mine because okay. if you did attend do. the pre show, um, you would have uh, heard uh, my backstory. And that means you know that when renting games was a thing, I never did it personally because I was grounded. Um, now, the coolest thing I ever had was when my buddy at the time rented a Super Nintendo. Because at the time, nice. the, I think the I think the sixty four had just come out, and so to, like to rent one of those, you needed to beg mom's for her credit card because it was like three hundred dollar down deposit, and then you rented it for a day for twenty bucks. And we rented a Super Nintendo and a game called Sunset Riders. Sunset Riders is dope. And for those that don't know, it's a Western side scrolling shooter that is, I kid you not, just amazing and um what a game and we played where if you died you passed the controller and there was four of us and it was just to me it's one whenever i think of the memory of renting something that that that's it it's the renting the sunset riders where my buddy he he, he had a japanese super nintendo so he couldn't play anything else super so famicom rented, yeah he had the fam the super famicom and so he had played all those games all the time like the dragon ball z and stuff on super nintendo but he rented the the superintendent. We rented Mario and he rented Sunset Riders. And I kid you not, like if you haven't played this, it is so it's good. a blast. It's very difficult. It's, it's so it's very difficult, but it's so much fun. And I know that on the super, I think it was one of the only games that used the multi port on the superintendent. So you could play with four people, I think, if I'm correct. But what a game in the arcade, too. I mean, my my experience, a lot of stuff was arcades. Yeah. I loved arcades, and that was where a lot of like Gauntlet Legends, Sunset Riders, um, Die Hard the Game, um, all the Die those Hard games. trilogy was dope. Uh, yeah, Mr. Nuff says Dinosaurs for Hire or Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes was also very good. Yeah, what a great game! That, that's a that's a great weekend right there if you get both of those games. Uh, oh yeah, Bryce says Star Wars Republic Commando. That sounds like a that. good time. It does. 
Tommy Eyebrow says Dungeons and Dragons Warriors of the Eternal Sun. Oh man, that's... I did not play that one. <laughs> I played. Well, what was it? Um, is that one on the Capcom beat 'em up bundle? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think one of them is. I can't remember, but me and Joe beat that like because we were just we we bought it both at the same time, almost as it was like when it went on sale at one point, and we beat all the games in one. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, no. Caddy Aversa Fontana, no relation, says Battle Toads. <laughs> Back when Stop and Shop had a rental section, good lord. I was gonna say battle. I'm like renting Battle Toads. I'm like, okay, well, that's like there's... punching yourself in the testicles over yeah. and over again. Oh, I remember playing that at my cousin's house for the first time, and me and my brother would play it. And uh, the the worst part is, is my brother's that one where I'm just trying to beat the game. Right. My brother's the one that's like, haha, I can hit you and kill you. That's so funny. No wonder why. Like, no wonder why you were grounded. God, I would have murdered my brother too. All he's right. like, look, Not I got a sword. Oh no, you died. Oh, that's too bad. Oh no. Waterfall. Um, Daniel says Dynasty Warriors 2. I can Holy imagine cow. if that if Dynasty if that's the like your first, if you're just like on a whim, you're just like Dynasty Warriors, and you put that in, that is a trip. That game is bananas. <laughs> well, the, well, did you know that Dynasty Warriors 1 was a fighting game? Uh, It wasn't 2, though. No, 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 no. But, but 2 wasn't. 2 was the open world. Right. But, but 1 was an original. Like, when Dynasty Warriors was originally released, it was supposed to be the kind of, like, the thing to combat Street Fighter. And it was uh, an actual fighting game. And then Dynasty Warriors 2 came out as 2 and changed the entire way it played. Well. That's for the better. Here's a really funny one. Uh, Taylor, aka It's Perger, says The Punisher yeah. on the OG Xbox. He loved that oh, game. Oh, the OG, OG as Xbox a kid. one. He loved yeah. the game as a kid. Well, it explains a lot about Perger. Definitely snuck that one. By. That's the one where you like torture people and murder them. Oh, like, that's the one you can actually murder them. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's really bad. <laughs> I thought he was going to say this. Like the when he said The Punisher, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that on Sega Genesis, the beat em up Punisher no, game. But no. no, he's talking about the, the, the one you, like, that was shove the guy in the machine and like the blood yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. Oh, man. That one was so that was such a bad video game. Um, Alex says Ranma one slash two i don't know if that's wrong my one half, half. <laughs> one, half. one half okay good uh, from blockbuster it made him a fan of the series the fan of the, it's a great series to watch i mean if you ever want to see uh one of the very first animes that deal with the fact of um i guess you could say transgenderness or anything like that sure the entire series is about a guy that when he gets uh when he gets wet he turns into a chick and then the only something. way to the uh, the only way to unturn from a chick is to be put in hot water, and hot so, water, interesting hot water to turn back to a guy. And so it's the entire thing where you have the pervy grandpa that purposely slashes, or the pervy dad that like purposely splashes oh. water on him. And then, like, and man, oh, it was an it was a definite uh, interesting series. But I remember the, the back in the day of Rama one half. Yeah, I can say I'm a, I'm a little I, bit of a weeb. I would say, Perjus, uh, in our chat here, uh, I would say it's the perfect game for an 11 year old. The Punisher. <laughs> it's the perfect game for an 11 year old. Like, if, if they're, like, my 11 year old game would have been, I guess it would have been like Final Fantasy 7. Blue Dragon. 
Final Fantasy VII was my 11-year-old game. And let me tell you something. Oh, okay. That is not a good 11-year-old game because that's a no. lot of reading. Let's see. What <laughs> would I be hated my... that. What would I... But we also had... Um, what did we have? I had uh, Die Hard Trilogy. Yeah. That would have been... Uh, that's when I started getting into sports games. Um, But I had Mortal Kombat when I was six. So... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna my I'm gonna, son's age. So <laughs> I was playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> let's see. At eleven, it would have been uh, Worms. Worms is a fucking great game. Yeah, which would you know what? That's not too bad. But there is one game that at eleven I probably shouldn't have been playing, which was Laser Suit Larry, the first game. <laughs> yeah, you probably should not play that game. <laughs> but the funny, like being eleven, you had no idea what was going on, and because walkthroughs weren't a thing, like. It was just the most we would just we thought it was like a game to try to not like we, we understood the idea of the game. but We never understood what was going on. It was like, oh, we just have to go see the girl upstairs and get a kiss or whatever. Right. <laughs> and yeah. when you're going and ordering the condoms and all that stuff and then he's yelling out the order, we're like, ha ha ha. That's so funny. What's the condom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that, uh, uh, that is why that is why there are rules to follow for the ESRB. Well, and that's also why there was a instruction manual that you had to, it would tell you the phone number of a girl and you had to have the physical instruction manual uh, to look up the phone number. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to play the game. Good times. That, ladies and gentlemen, is going to bring us to the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed it yourself. I know I did. Thank you for joining me again, Corey. How could everybody oh. follow you on the social medias? I mean, you can follow me at the Grounded Gamer, no E double D. Uh, it's the easiest way. I'm on everything. Uh, yes, my Twitter is not very active. I'm going to try to change that. I even made the goal of uh, I, I took a step in the the the, the good old bat child and I made a TikTok. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be putting my me getting my face ripped off on that TikTok. Yes, uh, no, just so people know. I mean. That's when that's when if you want to support my mom and her TikTok dreams of making her son like literally probably start a viral trend, uh, you just go face. at my bear den all in one word. Um, that's my her profile. And you, yeah. And you can you can see that. And uh, that's it. But yeah, me, it's just at Grounded Gamer on everything, including PlayStation. The only thing I don't know, I haven't done my Grounded Gamer on uh, Xbox. I think I own that, too. But. I, I made sure I took everything, gotcha. but it's all there. So if you want to follow the dual screens on social media, we are at dual underscore screens on Twitter. I am at Batchel 27 Andy's at pants guy. Taylor is at it's perjure. And you heard that it's he, that Corey is at the grounded gamer. Uh, you could join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. And again, our Twitch is twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash dual screens. TV. Thank you so much, Corey. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Andy, for not being here again so that we can enjoy ourselves. <laughs> and as always, please be excellent to each other.